Welcome in, everybody. Episode two, season two of the wildly popular How You Say Fantasy Football podcast. Welcome in, everyone. Yep, wildly popular. Uh, how we know that is I just got an alert saying this the last podcast was listened to 18 times. 18 times. We are on the cusp of making it big. Uh, AJ, you uh, sent us some stats on where our listeners are, and quite frankly, they're fascinating. Only 41% of our in-state listeners are from Seattle. 28% from Bainbridge, 8% from Bellingham, 8% from Bellingham, and then uh, based on my math, like 17% are uncharacterized. But only 52% of our American viewers are even in the state of Washington. We also have viewers or listeners from California, Virginia, and Maryland. Yeah. And None... I, don't, I don't know if you caught that, but I said 52% of American viewers. Well, one sec. Like, I'm surprised we don't have any from, say, oh, St. Louis, perhaps? Oh. What? Where are those listeners? No, that does make, make a lot of sense. Yeah. What's going on with our St. Louis contingent? It's the Paris <laughs> of the Midwest. They ought to be listening to this podcast. But yes, uh, only 91% of our viewers are even in the country of America. 4% from Sweden. So, Podcast hotbed. 2% United Kingdom and then 3% uh, unknown. Yeah. Maybe Christina Mystery can IP teach us is. some Swedish. And that way we can communicate with them in their native tongue. Absolutely. So moving on, as we missed out last week on recapping all of the waiver wire madness, it wasn't that much madness, just a few funny moves, we thought we'd recount them this week. So one move which I can play for myself at, on the laugh track is picking up Matt Bryant as a kicker for the Atlanta Falcons, who scored me a big fat zero. Yeah, you're not, uh, not the kicker savant. As some of us are. Me and my boy Greg Zerline reunited. Mm -hmm. Feels so good. Well, you know who else was a kicker savant? Was Bake. Bake conveniently dropped old reliable Adam Vinatelli and picked up his, like, his brother from his Eagles, Jake Elliott, and got a four-point bonus to that. Vinatelli got, like, a negative one. Elliot got a 3.5. So not a big spread there, but still. Gotta get positive points from your kicker. That's what we know. Uh, another uh, kind of bonkers move was uh, Corey dropping TJ Hawkinson to pick up his boyfriend, Devontae Parker. <laughs> do we actually, do we know where he and Devontae are at in their relationship? What is the current status? Is, is there a Facebook profile we can look at to mm. get an update there? Because at this point, Frankly, getting a little old news. Yeah, yeah. But TJ Hawkinson explodes for 23 points or something like that. And uh, Devontae Parker, not as many. Yeah. Well, Corley has this thing of, like, basically tight ends go to his team mm -hmm. to become good. Yeah. Then Corley drops them or trades them away for the trash. Yeah, they really become stars. Yeah. He did it with Kittle last year, which he's still regretting to this day. Mm -hmm. And now maybe TJ Hawkinson will be this year's Kittle. How much fab are you going to spend, Corey? Now, hold on a second. Mark Andrews is this year's George Kittle, so TJ Hawkinson has got to be this year's somebody else, right? Sure. Maybe this year's uh, 
Zach Hurts. Oh, yeah. So that was a board bet we did last week. It sure was. I, and I believe... I don't know that we were able out. to quantify that one, but I still hold <laughs> that Mark Andrews will not be this year's George Kittle. We are one week in, and that does not look as smart, but let's give it a couple more weeks. Uh, another handy move was Law picking up John Ross, who went off against Seattle. Fast man of football, John Ross. Love that guy. Do you know uh, John Ross and I went to the same university? <laughs> no, no, Boyd. We're I, basically best friends is what that means. I didn't know that. Like, you have not told us this story. Yeah. I mean, technically, Laura went there too, so I guess we're all best friends. But that's okay. I'll hang out with uh, John Ross and Laura at the same time. It would have been better if Laura had actually started John Ross. But... Well, sure. Yeah. But the move was nice. The move was nice. Hopefully he can do it again when Law starts him this week. All right, well, let's get into some of the matchups of week one. We were unable to preview them, but uh, we will review them right now. Uh, so let's start with uh, some of the less exciting ones. We had uh, Barrett Andrew, 133-102 uh, victory for Barrett, picking right up. Uh, right where she left off last year. Uh, we kind of panned her for receivers coming into the year, and they did just fine. Uh, apparently, Sammy Watkins is fully ready to become a number one receiver. The new Tyree Kill? The new Tyree Kill, sure. Uh, one of the other ones that was probably less interesting to everybody besides me and Eric was me and Eric. Uh, I was projected to lose by 10. I ended up losing by 20, although it was close. I had a 30-point lead going into Monday Night Football, and Eric had big performances out of Deshaun Watson and Josh Jacobs to take the victory. Yep. Yeah, it was very nice. I think Eric was a little bit excited. He was very excited. Oh, yeah. No, he was texting me, uh, good game, or, or good luck before the matchup, and then good game afterwards. He was very cordial and respectful, and uh, hats off to you, sir. Nice. It's always nice to see that there's, like, private egging on chats happening mm -hmm. where each matchup is taken seriously like that's what i want our league to be where each matchup matters just like in the nfl each match matters that's right we'll be looking back on the season somebody will be seven and six somebody else will be six and seven they'll be thinking what could i have done differently and maybe for me it would have been starting a different wide receiver this week um but on the uh subject of you know Congratulations and being good sports. Uh, Andrew Lee commented on our matchup last week, so he commented on all the matchups. Well, all right. <laughs> he didn't leave great comments, so like... we're all special in Andrew's mind. I believe Andrew needs to work on his comment game. I didn't even get his comment on my matchup. Do you wish there was more preamble in his comments? You know, for this first week of the how you say fantasy season. Uh, one million rated hours would like to comment yes. dot 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 and the final bowling matchup was myself versus uh, Holtzclaw where Holtzclaw just smashed me um, AJ I... pulling up the rear how do you feel about uh, scoring the fewest points in the league last week what do you have to say for yourself I we've had some teething trouble here Um <laughs> uh, None of my starters, like, played in the preseason. So this is what people would say our first preseason game. 
How do you feel about your bench outscoring your starters uh, in classic AJ fashion? Yeah, it's business as usual. Mm, okay. Uh, normally, my I don't need my bench. This week, I did. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into some of the more interesting matches we had. Uh, the always popular Corey versus Christina matchup. Corey took her down. Uh, unsure what the household was like at the end of that day, but Corey with a big 24-point victory. Uh, big performances out of Lamar Jackson and Dalvin Cook. And uh, Christina just couldn't keep pace. Yeah. I thought Christina had it early on. Like Early on, I thought like the projections were a little bit too crazy because they were projecting like Lamar Jackson's death like 40 points and lo and behold he kept pace to score those 40 points after scoring some early touchdowns i yeah. thought he would cool down uh Thielen let her down uh guys is out so who knows like maybe christina is gonna tumble down this she's year. gonna be in a tough spot for running backs next week and we'll get into that in yeah. the matchup previews in a little bit but uh it'd be interesting to see how she navigates that one mm-hmm all right, one of the other ones, uh, we had a very close matchup, comparatively speaking. It was the closest of the weekend, was Baker versus Danny. Uh, Baker actually ended up with the 999 for lowest winning total of the week. Uh, side jab, congratulations on that one. <laughs> um, and this, uh, this came down to the afternoon games, I believe, right? Yeah, so I think it came down, like... Bake did have Juju in his back pocket, but it was David Johnson in overtime with a few extra yards, got him there, and got him over Danny's score, where Danny had no more players left. Uh, whereas Juju didn't do exactly what Juju does, but scored him 10 points to give him a nice buffer, yet still take out the 9.99 plays. Yeah, I was looking at that, I was like debating... If I was in Bake's position, would you? Would I have sat Juju? If I knew I had the win, and I knew I could get the nine ninety nine. Uh, depends on what the lead is. I mean, I would say probably not in most cases. He had like a four or five. If point it was, point. yeah, four or five points. I mean, he's got to get two fumbles for you to lose that lead, plus no yards, which I think is extremely unlikely. But if it's within like one or two, then you know if he fumbles on his first play from scrimmage and tears his knee up, then there goes your oh, win. Well, I'm talking about the other way, where he's, like, going for the 9.99. Oh, okay. Right? What if Juju had a 40-point game? Then mm. he loses the 9.99. Yeah. Right? So, two interesting sub-games. Yeah. All right. Well, I would say in possibly the most surprising matchup of the weekend was Badger coming out of nowhere to crush Laura's heart and spirits and also fantasy team. What in the world? So, firstly, Badger, if you are listening to this, because I have no idea. Maybe she's the one listening from Sweden. Is she in Sweden right now? (laughs) No, she's in South America. She's in Peru, okay. Uh, Change your name. Give the team a new name. Yeah, you got to give it a Badger (laughs) flair here. You, You can't just reuse the team name from last year. Let's yeah. get a little, uh, maybe a little UW spirit in there. She also is probably John Ross's best friend because they went to the same school together. Is UW taking over this league? They kind of are, yeah. Okay. We're, we're getting more and more of us. But 
like every player that we laughed at except for cmc who did what cmc does mm. like outscored like amari cooper oh is he injured nope scores 20 points ty hilton oh he's got no quarterback scores 24 points but well as i recall we kind of liked her team you know we weren't sure what to expect with her coming into the year and mm. she auto drafted uh let's see so you gave her a two out of five you gave her a two out of five i think i gave her a three out of five or maybe i gave her a two out of five optimistically but like she had some pretty good receivers and we didn't know what to expect out of the running backs she ended up starting lashaw mccoy who we thought was a backup running back ended up getting nearly 10 points uh didn't really matter she ended up getting 152 out of the whole team but all of a sudden she's now got LaShawn McCoy, who looks like he might be the most talented back in Kansas City. She got Carlos Hyde, who looks like he might be the starter in Houston with Duke Johnson going back to being a third down back. Along with all those receivers, she might be a force to be reckoned with. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, I have a reputation for kind of hating on everybody's team, which is fair. Um, And before the season, when I saw the schedule come out and I saw that I got to face Badger twice, I wasn't disappointed. (laughs) But now, I don't think I want to face her twice. I think I want to face her zero times. A surprising decision that I see she made with the start sit was starting Vance McDonald over uh, David Njoku, her keeper. Mm -hmm. Which was interesting. Like, Vance was projected to have less points than David. And Vance did score less points than David. So, wondering if she would make that decision again. Well, she seems to have the golden touch so far, so. So, yeah, and she had one of the defenses that scored her uh, over five points. Yeah. All right, well, let me take this opportunity to uh, revisit the standings, or rather the divisions, and see if after one week, do we have a better idea or a worse idea of how these divisions are going to shake off? So after one week, uh, I don't know that we came to a consensus, but I think... I at least thought that my division was the harder one because we were projected to have six of the top seven picks. Well, now we're looking at uh, the top point scorer. Sorry, three of the top four point scorers at a week one are now in your division. Do you feel like your division is now the toughest division? What do you mean now? It was always the toughest. You always thought it was yours? Oh, okay. Like, I... I believe like there would be more trades happening in your division mm-hmm. because of Probably. basically Corey and Danny. Yeah. Uh, but I think with now, I would say with Barrett, myself, a- Andrea, and even Holtzclaw with his like 130 point team. Yeah. I think there's, there's something to be worried about when facing the evens. <laughs> I mean, you guys had a 152, a 138, and a 133. Actually, those are the top three point scorers in the league. Yep. So. And then... Thank God I'm in my division, because that looks rough. Yeah, then we had another 102. And... I think, yeah, like, we have five out of the top eight in the division in terms of point scores. 
Mm-hmm. And then there's me. <laughs> and then there's you. <laughs> Leading the rear. That's okay. I am just making everyone take it easy when they match when they come up to me, and then I'll take the win. How many losses are you going to start the year with before you start going on your run? Um, you going to give it a couple more? Yeah, maybe a couple more. All right. I will say I had a quick check of the final projected standings, uh-huh. and so weird, weird things these final standings. So right after the draft, somehow I was projected to be number one, mm-hmm. and then. After we redid the divisions, I was projected to be number 12. I don't know. I think there's some kind of collusion in here. And then a week later, before week one started, I was projected to be number 10. So I climbed up two spots. And now, a week after, I'm projected to be number 8. So I'm slowly making that climb. Every every week, I'll get two more places up. Yeah. And by the end of the year, I'll be back at number 1. Well, I'm going the other way. I am now currently projected to be 11th place, which is obviously wrong, but that's what ESPN thinks. Yes. All right. Here we go with the week two matchups. First up, me versus Christina. Christina has historically owned this matchup. I don't know what the numbers are, but let's say it's like 27 and 3. It's probably something like that. I haven't lost every time, but I have lost most times. So here we go into week two. I have a current projected advantage of 103 to 94 unfortunately she still has Darius Geis in her lineup so that's a little bit skewed I'm sure she'll put somebody in there but looking at her bench she don't have a whole lot she has Mark Davis I guess in theory she could move Fournette into the running back spot and then put a receiver in there but who's she looking at she has Mark Davis Mike Davis yeah Chris Thompson Mike Davis is the leading running back for well, Chicago? Yeah. Starting running back. He started. <laughs> All right. Well, I, maybe that's good enough for Christina. So we'll see what happens, and we'll just call that her flex spot. Um, yeah, like if, let's say we add in, like, Chris Thompson in there, who's projected for nine points. Now the matchup difference is just, ooh, what is it? Uh, yeah, it's pretty four point, she, point four to her. She got about a point two, I think. Yeah, point two, point four to her. So uh, it'll be a tight matchup. I think uh, if I was to look at it, her boom players are a lot bigger boom than yours. I believe like England won't have the same week he had last week because um, I think like not every team is the Dolphins. <laughs> sure. So. But whose stats go down? Do Lamar Jackson's five touchdowns go down, or do Mark Ingram's two touchdowns go down? I feel what like about if there's, both. I feel like if there's regression, it's probably Jackson and not. Ingram. Why not take one touchdown away from Ingram and two touchdowns away from Jackson? Okay, well he's still a fifteen point back. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I would agree. She's got the she got the big guns in there, and some question marks outside of that. Um, I like the solidness, solidarity of uh, my team. I mean, everybody's scoring 10 points on my team. I don't have a whole lot of 20-point scores, but I'm going to be right in that 100 to 110-point range every single week. I got a high floor, uh, maybe not as high a ceiling as other teams, but uh, you're going to have to bring it if you want to be Boso this year. Well, I 
Like the positions that that is definitely lacking for both of you is tight end. Okay. I think you could definitely upgrade a tight end. Um, you know who I could use? Mark Andrews. You could. You could. Um, you know who Christina could use? Dallin Waller. Oh, yeah. Uh, Make AJ an offer is what we're saying. <laughs> Just anything at all. Yeah. The other interesting thing will be which iffy quarterback will bring the points. Like, both Kyle Marley and Jared Goff have question marks around how many ints they will throw. I suppose. I mean, Kyler Murray's going to Baltimore, and Goff is coming home against New Orleans, who just led Deshaun Watson torch him. Yeah. So, look, I gotta get the quarterback advantage here, right? You're saying Goff is going to have torch. a better game than Kyler Murray. Because yeah. Goff will torch New Orleans, just like Deshaun Watson. Correct. They're okay. the same guy. Okay. I don't know if you knew that or not. No. All right. I'm going with myself. Who you got in this matchup? I will go with Christina. All righty then. Uh, next matchup, we're going Danny versus Eric. Danny reeling from uh, a last second victory, or last second defeat. And Eric, uh, we're going to go last second victory for him. Uh, they stack up. Uh, 18 point advantage for Eric, projectedly. Did you see any reason to disagree with that? Uh, I think, <clears throat> I think like Tyler Boyd's projection is way over. Way over. Okay. Uh, it's it doesn't. It's, it's at not, eleven right now. It's sitting at eleven. He got ten last week, but mm-hmm. he got like. Don't had, bet against Boyd. That's the okay. lesson here. He got eight for sixty. Mm-hmm. And he had a three-yard carry. Um, I think that Boyd projection's a little bit over. I don't think he's going to be the number one. Boyd's a baller. Yeah, but he's not the number one. And they're going to look at Eifert more. They're going to look at uh, your boy, John Loss. Mm, they might. Um, and I think Deshaun Jackson is under-projected. And let's see. Let's you see. sound like you're talking yourself into Danny this week. I think I am. Why don't we take this opportunity to talk about a recently approved trade as recently as this morning yes danny and Corey just facilitated a trade where danny traded away odell beckham jr and got back matt ryan devin singletary and john brown uh yeah that trade first reaction why (laughs) second reaction what blackmail did Corey have on danny third reaction is danny a fantasy savant. <laughs> <laughs> or is he a fantasy idiot? We don't know. Well, let me... I'll answer the why is because Danny's team is becoming shallower and shallower by the moment. He had Tyreek Hill go down with an injury. He had Tevin Coleman go down with an injury. And he needed somebody to throw into that starting lineup. Now, he threw in his new favorite toys, Marquise Brown and Deshaun Jackson. But he needed more depth. And so, I think that's where the trade for... A running back and a receiver came from. I don't know that he got the best possible deal. Uh, I believe each of the two of us had a table on the deal with Danny that he. Did I not had like, an accepted trade. Did not like as good as this deal. So yeah, verbal agreements are not binding, boy. They sure aren't. Yeah. Yep. Got to get it in computer talk. <laughs> so Singletary, Brown, and Ryan 
uh, a little confusing. I don't know why he felt the need to go get Matt Ryan. Uh, Mahomes had a momentary scare, but I don't know that you need to trade Odell Beckham to try to get quarterback depth. Uh, and and we'll see. You know, time will always tell with these deals. Maybe so, Devin Singletary is this year's Kareem Hunt. Well, he. This is where minus I minus the domestic abuse. <laughs> Are you sure? <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm not. I am not saying anything. Yeah. I know nothing about that. <laughs> I uh, I strike that from the record. Um, what I was gonna say is, what do you think of Cleveland's offensive line? I think they're pretty good. They're supposed to be pretty good. They weren't, and that's why Chubb was so bad. Um, he was only so bad because he didn't get enough carries. Sure. So you don't have. You're not worried about Chubb at all, because I feel no. like that may be why Danny was worried about Odell Beckham. Well, look, of all the reasons we worried about Odell Beckham, offensive line is not one of them. I mean. There's a lot of weapons to go around there. Yeah. He's nursing a bit of a hip thing. Yep. Uh, he's Odell Beckham, and he'll do weird stuff. I don't know what this watch story is, but apparently he's not supposed to wear a $350,000 watch on the field, and he is insisting on wearing it. So like, there's, there's a lot of reasons not to want to deal with that headache. Uh, I don't know that Devin Singletary, John Brown, and Matt Ryan are one of those reasons, but Danny thinks mm. so. So God bless him. So who are you taking in the matchup? I will take... Yeah, I will take Danny. Okay, I'll take Eric. I just like his team, uh, especially Deshaun Watson. I especially because you got beaten by him? Yeah. Well, you know, props to him. Yeah. All right, moving on. Next matchup, I got Andrea versus Andrew. Uh, you know, we were talking about, uh, you know, the division names earlier. What, what did you come up with? So, evens and odds sucks as division names, yes. as we all know. We do and... need to come up with a name for each division. That is official. And so I was looking at it, and I realized that Andrea, Andrew, and Leo Andrew are all in the same division. Mm -hmm. And so I was thinking, what about the Andres, or Andre 3000, mm -hmm. as a division name? So That's not bad. Something to play with. We can workshop that. All right, so Badger squaring off against Andrew Lee. Andrew Lee... Rolling heavy Seahawks this week, as I think he probably is every week. Uh, and Badger's just rolling out a 150-point juggernaut. Only projected to win by seven. Uh, I think she crushes Andrew. Hmm. I I don't think she will crush, crush Andrew. Uh, I think CMC is going to have a field day, especially against a tired defense on Thursday night. Mm. Um, I'm hoping for lots of points being scored in that <laughs> Uh, matchup selfishly you're hoping for that? yes because oh, okay. i've got winston and godwin uh, yeah, okay just want points 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 sticking with winston are you yeah uh we'll get to your matchup in a moment then and do... we should we should say that we're doing this before waiver wire ads so Correct. some of these will mm. change due to people picking up players off the waiver wire uh i think i will go with andrew i don't know why well, I'll say this. I do like Andrew's team. Uh, and honestly, this is probably a bit of a coin toss matchup. But uh, I'm just going to keep rolling that Badger train until it skips the tracks. Okay. Right. I think, actually, I'll go with Badger as well. Because oh. I think she'll put in Njoku this week. You're worse than John Kerry. All right. Next matchup, Laura 
Lee. Oh, her name's still Thornquist in ESPN. Laura, you should probably change that. Andrew's probably upset. Laura against Andrew Holtzclaw. Real Andrew. Uh, what do we have for projections here? 104 versus 100. Okay. Projection advantage for Laura. Um, I think I'm going to go with Holtzclaw on this one. So I'm going to go with Laura. I was going to say that because she has Adrian Peterson on her bench, which she can slide in very nicely. Well, she also has Matt Breda, who I think was previously on her bench, now in the starting lineup. Yeah. With Tevin Coleman out, that's going to be a pretty good start. And so do you just leave David Montgomery out of your bench, out on your bench for another week, just to see how that backfield settles? Like, who knows? I will say that, like, Devontae... Adams, Adams should rebound. Uh, Tyler Williams looks like the go-to guy, other than the uh, the Darren amazing Waller. Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Derek Henley, yeah, is he back? I don't know. <laughs> he had one one, I think it was, of seventy-five yards, which made both his and Mariota's stats. Look he ended amazing. up having a couple of touchdowns. He he had a good week. And he is prone to get those weeks. He's also prone to get 15 carries for 60 yards and no touchdowns. So we'll see which one. But, yeah, I like I like his receivers. Uh, he's starting two Green Bay receivers, which I don't love. But Carson Wentz, after a slow first half, came back and dominated the second half. He's got Atlanta, who just gave up 28 points to Minnesota. Granted, not a lot of passing, but that defense is terrible. Uh, Damian Williams going to Oakland. I kind of like that matchup. It'll be a close one, but I'm sticking with Holtzclaw. Okay. I'm going to continue. The, uh, yeah, I, I will let you stop the trend. I was going to say I was going to continue the trend to go opposite you this week. Um, I believe you just had Laura a couple minutes ago. Are you sticking no, with Laura? I had Laura, going yes. So, sure, I'll go with Laura. Stick and hold. Er, stick and Laura. Okay. Uh, and then we've got you and Barrett matching up this week. Yeah. Are you now picking your own matchup this year, or are you going to no. continue to refrain from picking continue your own matchup? Just leaving refrain. it to me, huh? Perfect. Well, Barrett's projected Who win. beat who last year in these matchup pick pickups? I believe it was you. By a long margin. Yeah, like, well, it was done by, like, If you had picked 10. your own matchup, then maybe you would have lost more, and maybe it would have been a little closer. No, because I only gained points. I'm playing with a disadvantage points. here. I only gained points by picking myself. Because I am impossible to pick my own matchup. Because anyway. I beat you in points and percentage. Yeah, okay. Anyway, uh, Barrett's projected to beat you by 15. Sure, projections mean squaddle. You know what? I don't think she does it. I don't really have a good reason, <laughs> other than I love to hate on Barrett's team. Uh, it looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. But uh, give me AJ in this one. You know what? I think Jameis turns it around. He probably throws three interceptions, but he also throws three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Devontae Freeman... Uh, kind of sucks, so he's probably not going to do anything. But Eckler looks great. Godwin is probably going to catch some of those Jameis touchdowns. Uh, I don't know who this Michael Gallup guy is, but apparently he's good for 100 yards on a weekly basis. And then this year's George Kittle at the tight end spot. Uh, yeah, for no particular reason other than I don't think you're going to go 0-2. I'll go with AJ in this one. <laughs> Thanks. I, I think I do have a tough matchup this week, especially with... Um, let's see... What happens with Sammy Watkins? Maybe they put more pressure on him. Let's see what happens. Like, 
James Conner's going against the Seahawks defense, which is usually pretty tight with running backs. Well, they dominated Joe Mixon last week, so hopefully yeah. they he can do the same. Injured. Joe Mixon got injured. Yeah, That's well, he didn't do anything done. before he got injured. Okay. He had 27 yards in that first half. I was there. I watched it. Okay. And, like, Roethlisberger, I think, against the defense is going to be interesting. I think their wide receiver, like their number two and three wide receivers may or may not have the connection yeah. that they need with Roethlisberger. You know what? He's probably going to throw up some numbers. Turn and tail. <laughs> Give me Baird in yes. this one. Her team is... Oh, yeah, that's right. When I pick against you, you win. Yes. Fine. Barrett, officially. Good. All right. That moves us to our marquee matchup of the week. We've got Bake against Corey. These were, well, we both love Baker's team coming in the year, and he won in week one, albeit in squeak by fashion. Uh, Corey's team looks a little better than maybe we even gave it credit for, although I believe I did give him three pancakes on an optimistic, uh, you know, 3.5 pancakes note. Uh, and his team now looks pretty dominant. He just got Odell Beckham for a bag of peanuts and some Cracker Jacks. And all of a sudden, he's got a projected 122, which I believe he had something close to that last week, and he didn't quite live up to it, although he did come close. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he's projected to win by 16. Uh, but this does look to be the marquee matchup of the week. How do yeah. we break it down? So look at, let's start with the quarterbacks. Uh, Baker's now moved Tom Brady into his starting lineup mm-hmm. instead of Mayfield. Savvy move. Especially savvy considering Tom Brady's going against Miami. What could be interesting is if Tom Brady's up by 30 points come middle of third quarter mm-hmm. and he gets benched. Yeah. So... Who knows? Well, whether... Lamar Jackson scored five touchdowns before he got benched. So let's just let's see what happens there before we start making that kind of prediction. Uh, and then Lamar Jackson, on the other hand, home against Arizona. Yep. So I would give the advantage to Tom Brady, obviously. Like Brady against Jackson. I think Brady has the advantage. And then Brady at Miami... Versus Jackson at Arizona, Brady. Mm-hmm. So plus Tom Brady's got six Super Bowls, so obviously he's the better quarterback. Obviously. All right, uh, running backs. This is actually a pretty interesting matchup here. We got Zeke and Cook for Corey, David Johnson, Todd Gurley for Baker. How do we feel about Todd Gurley? I want him to go down. <laughs> Well, of course. You own Malcolm Brown. Of course. I don't want him to get injured. I do not wish that upon him. No, of course not. Nor did I wish Josh Jacobs an injury in the middle of the game last <laughs> oh, night. Nor just, did you Just that Danny to... take him out for a couple of beers and thus uh, didn't get any more yards when I think I was still leading by one point. Yeah. Uh, so the interesting thing is Gurley is supposedly at full health right now. Supposedly. Mm-hmm. Both Gurley and Brown got 10 carries. Okay. Like 10 or 11, like it may have been They're close, 10 or... yeah. That's what's like, they're trying to limit his workload. He's definitely more in use from the looks of things, snap count-wise, in later on in the game, if it's tight. Mm-hmm. But if it's not tight, right, then maybe they just give it to Malcolm Brown. Like, may- if... Well, they're playing New Orleans, so they're probably not going to blow him out. As much as I would love that. I do think Jared Goff's going to have uh, 
a Deshaun Watson-like game against him. Yeah. So, that's where, like, Gurley's iffy. And the reason I go iffy on Zeke is Zeke's projection is always so high, right? 20 points. Mm-hmm. He scored 12 last week. Yeah. He can score 35. Mm-hmm. But when you've got a projection that high and he falls down, then your whole team goes from being, like, a 10-point lead to, like, 5-point underdogs. So... I like whereas I like a little bit more evenness like your team per se like everyone's projecting like 11 12 points yeah uh, how do you like Corey's receivers now that he has Odell Beckham do you still think they suck minus one guy or is the whole group kind of looking better to you now they suck even more minus one guy oh okay because he gave up a he's probably and saying something his second best receiver Right. Okay, so you're a believer in John Brown. No, I'm not. Oh. <laughs> he gave up you're just team. not a believer in anybody else on his team. Like Sterling Shepard's in concussion protocol. Yeah. Devontae Parker is Devontae Parker. Mm-hmm. And Christian Kirk, while... He didn't do anything last week. Yeah, who is the number one guy in Arizona? It's the same guy that it's been for the last 10 years, mm-hmm. Larry Fitzgerald. Who owns that guy? Me. Oh, how about that? I might have to think that Baron AJ matchup over again. <laughs> so that's where the concern lies. Like, if you get an injury to one of his two wide receivers, it'll be interesting. Mm-hmm. Uh, Especially if that guy is Odell Beckham. <laughs> Especially if he throws a sissy fit. Mm-hmm. Can I say sissy fit? I don't know. I think goes. we can say whatever we want. Okay. I didn't think anybody's listening. <laughs> Uh, Mike Williams does seem to have a little bit more uh, prominence in the Chargers' offensive plans. Juju Schuster was going to have a down game against the uh, Patriots because of Bill Belichick and how he uh, coaches and plays around number one wide receivers. I think Juju against the Seahawks at home will probably be a little bit more in his element. Yet, given what I know about Seahawks' defense, the Vance McDonald will probably get a lot more targets, and Juju will be double-teamed or against Shaquille Griffin. I think I just... I think I'm going to... Thinking music for boy. Thinking music. Cue the thinking music. My finger is on my nose right now. I think I like Corey's receivers here. Why? Because of Odell Beckham. I think Mike Williams rebounds. I think Odell rebounds. And I think... Lockett and Juju each have games similar to last week. Okay, so you're liking his receivers this week. This you're week. You're not liking them. No, no. For the purpose of this matchup, okay. give me Corey's receivers. Okay. Uh, tight end, Kelsey versus Walker. Pretty easy. I like Kelsey here. Mm-hmm. Going to Oakland. Yep, I agree. Uh, flex, Mike Evans going on Thursday night against Carolina and on Johnson home against the Chargers. I like Evans with a rebound here. 
I like Evans as well. All right. Mm. Defenses, similar. Kickers. No one cares. No one cares. Uh, top to bottom, how are you feeling about this matchup? So, even though what I said about Zeke and like having such a big influence, and so will Kelsey, actually. But I think Kelsey's point projection may even go higher now that Tyreek Hill's gone. Mm-hmm. I will say that give me Corey in this matchup. I like Corey as well. Joining us live from the island of Bainbridge, Corey Duncan. Corey, how are you today? Doing great. It's uh, it's Bachelor Week in Bainbridge. Oh man, oh man. Yeah. Is that where you? So it's just me and Neil. He just got back from a day at doggy daycare. Mm -hmm. First thing he said when we got home is he invited some bitches over. (laughs) I I, I still don't know what he meant. (laughs) I was gonna ask: Is Bachelor Week where like you? Christina, Neil, Sid, maybe Boyd, watch like 10 seasons of The Bachelor? Like back to back? Yeah, I've actually never seen that program. Hmm. I don't know. What's the difference between The Bachelor and Top Chef? Like they're both reality programs. Yeah, it's pretty much the same show. Yeah. There's more drama in Top Chef, you might say. Okay. Well, how are things going with uh, the little guy this week? Uh, is, does he miss his mom? Has he been crying nonstop, or is it kind of a weight off his shoulders situation? And feel you know, free to answer uh, truthfully, because we all know Christina does not listen to this podcast. Yeah, no, she's, she won't hear a minute of this. Uh, no, he's, it's actually been just since this morning, so uh, no. he's, he's not really gotten that opportunity to miss her yet. But uh-huh. you can tell, you can tell that he definitely is, is uh, slightly heartbroken, while at the same time just thrilled to go crazy this week. <laughs> so... Corey, uh, what are you going to eat this week for dinner? Like, are you, like, going to revert back to the college ways of, like, fast food and frozen dinners? Or are you going to be, like, more refined and actually cook something? Yeah, it's, it's a combination of a lot of cereal and the occasional, <laughs> like, just chicken that uh, would be like a normal dinner, but probably 75% cereal diet this week. What is the chicken that would be a normal dinner? Like, No, I meant in the cereal. What oh, did you mean? Chicken cereal. Yeah. Oh, I've not, <laughs> okay. not experienced this before. Tell us about it. Is this like, is it a savory cereal? Are you going like Kix, which is low sugar, and then I don't yeah, know, meat, barbecue sauce in there or something? Cereals. Meat-based cereals. It's an American thing. Yeah, okay. You wouldn't understand. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Um, so, uh, talk to us about the trade that just happened. Yeah, tell us about Swindle and Danny. How did you manage to do that? Yeah, I mean, I, I think probably the best thing for us to do is uh, I'm at home uh, this bachelor week. I already have my pants off. So, if you guys wouldn't mind just like reading my starting lineup out loud really slowly <laughs> for me, that, that would be nice. I was going to ask you, were you a pants on or pants off guy watching Lamar Jackson on Sunday? Oh man! Well, Sid, Sid was here, a Ravens fan, uh-huh. and we all had our, we all had our pants off. It was great. <laughs> I feel like Christina might have put pants over her head so she couldn't watch that. Any game on TV, and we're like eighty percent of the time watching Ravens Dolphins because mm-hmm. it was just amazing. Are you tired from all the masturbation on Sunday, or have you recovered yet? I, I think there's there's 
infinite fantasy jizz that uh, is available <laughs> for me this season. And Do you realize at this time last season? I think we just uh, found your new fantasy team name. <laughs> infinite fantasy jizz. Yeah. At this time last season, uh, I was zero and one. And yep. then it took me until week six to get that first victory on, yeah. uh, on the board. And so I'm very excited to start the season 1-0. Mm -hmm. Last year, I had the best team, and I went 0-6. This year, Owen uh, starting off 1-0 and also have the best team. So well, really did exciting. you have the best team? Because you just made a trade. Yeah, I know. It made it better. That's what's crazy. Mm. Already had the best team. Maybe Badger is the other one. Mm-hmm. At least for week one scores. Yeah. But anyway, no, Danny. Danny, uh, he was excited to offload his best player, and uh, you know, I was I was happy to take him up. Had to really like hold his feet to the fire and make sure that uh, you know I didn't give him um, the sun and the moon and the stars. So I just gave him uh, a bag of magic beans instead. <laughs> but you were all over your boy Devin Singletary draft time. Well, that's the thing. So I, I love Devin Singletary. I was super excited about him as a prospect this year. Uh, it's tough to crack this starting lineup. It was going to be really tough to get Devin Singletary in there, and barring injury or bye weeks. And when we actually looked to this, on day one during the draft, I was looking to trade back into the second round, get another pick in the, that area. I was trying to see what I could do with these four fifth-round picks. I think the trade that I ended up making was two, one fifth-round pick, one sixth round pick and one ninth round pick for Odell Beckham. So this is why you acquire all these fantasy assets. <laughs> but now you don't have any Buffalo Bills. Like It's true. I traded two Bills in that trade. Uh, and I don't know if that says more about me or if it says more about Danny. Probably Danny. He seems like a closet Bills fan. Yeah. So that's exciting. What do you guys think? Uh, well, we uh, we give you the slight, ever so slight edge in this trade. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And uh, so, two things. One was, I was going to say, you're not a very uh, gracious trade partner, are you, Corey? Like, you made a trade with Danny, and now you're just basically wailing on him for basically paying pennies on the dollar for Odell Beckham getting everything you wanted and not having to give up anything and calling Danny an idiot. I don't think I said any of those things, but... Uh, they were all implied. Is, it's all this context. Is, this definitely <laughs> is a classic case of trading three quarters for a dollar bill. Mm. Okay. Um, and, you know, sometimes people like change in their pocket. I feel like this might have been a classic case of trading three pennies for a dollar bill, but what yeah. do I know? Uh, yeah. So the Devin Singletary, great value in terms of keeper status. He's a five dollar keeper next year. He's going to be starting running back for the Bills. Matt Ryan, sneaky keeper asset for you know he has Mahomes, but keeping him for ten dollars next year when we have this super flex in, super flex in place, also is probably a little bit of what is Danny's thinking. And it's possible that Danny is a hundred percent thinking about next season at this point. Already. Well, he lost, his... uh, he lost Hill for an extended period of time. He lost Devin Cole for an yeah. extended period of time. He really has very little in the way of starting players on his team. Mm. So uh, my point number two was going to be uh, you were c bidding against at least Boyd and I. I don't yes. know how many other fires. Were you aware had. that you were bidding against other teams? I, I did not know who, 
but the intro to our trade conversations was, I think I have a deal in place for Odell Beckham. What are you going to offer? Okay, wow. Danny is fucking dead that to me. That is exactly what he <laughs> told me. Danny is fucking dead to me. You know what, Danny? You might well, be a fantasy a, savant. No, that's, that, this is how you trade. You, <laughs> so, you're not doing that due diligence. I, You know what? I appreciate that. That on you. That is, that yeah. is absolutely. Yeah. I applaud Danny for that effort. I'm, I'm taking Don't notes here. accept the first offer. Reach out to any other people that you can. Uh-huh. Well, the only reason I could see what you can do to make it better the only reason i couldn't push him was it was monday and all our players are locked Mm -hmm. so if the players were unlocked i could have traded aj and i are each independently sure that our offer was the best offer we just didn't we didn't offer bills i think was the problem and that's that's where we were lacking i should have thrown bills defense in the mix, gotta, and then you I gotta might... get you gotta throw that upside in there, man. Yeah, you, your players, your players are not sexy enough. <laughs> I draft, I draft all my players based on sexiness. You draft all yeah. sex, and, and and AJ, you call it out draft day. This is a classic Corey pick, another like high upside sexy guy. It's because of this, man. You don't want to that's not a cool, Larry Fitzgerald. Those Corey. are not going to be what you can trade later. Mm-hmm. Do you know what the Corey, the classic Corey pick is? I think you called it out when I picked up Justice Hill, who's going to be the starting running back for the Ravens by the end of the season. It's called overpaying for rookie running backs that do squat all. Did I? Did yeah. I overpay for Devin Singletary? Because I think what I paid was Odell Beckham for him. <laughs> sure. We'll leave it at that. Um, what? How do you feel about your team other than jizzing everywhere? Like, Well, I think the the... The reality of this is that uh, I have one potential hole in the starting lineup at that second wide receiver spot. Mike Williams got banged up. Not sure who the backup plan is there. Uh, I've got the great Devontae Parker, who is threatening to start. Uh, Christian Kirk, threatening to start. Sterling Shepard, not super excited about, got concussed. So there's a little bit of a hole there, and at this point, I, I threw all my depth into this trade. Mm-hmm. Good news is there's a bunch of uh, open spots now. One of the things I was saying to Christina was, there's so many guys that I like in fantasy, and I don't have enough roster spots. Mm-hmm. So what's really exciting is I've got new roster spots to open up for some fantasy uh, waiver claims this week. Um, so I think you know there's, there's work to be done in terms of depth, but uh, I, I'll take my lineup against any starting lineup in this league. Okay. Even Badgers? I joke. Badger had a, a good week. <laughs> and so we have uh, we have picked you picked your matchup as our marquee matchup this week. Uh, how are you feeling? Justin's a solid squad, so I think that that's uh, a good test for this uh, new and improved, uh, already best in the league lineup. Uh, so I'm, I'm a little bit. Uh, excited about you know coming in early with the best versus the best i think actually in those fancy espn uh end of season rankings uh they of course have boyd's mom as number one but i think they have uh Witwiz as number two um and those are infallible rankings so this is definitely a hot ma- matchup for sure which player of his are you most worried about going off it's a weird thing, uh, but Todd Gurley. I don't uh, think that's weird he, at all. I think that's the one guy I would key in on. Yeah, well, I mean, it's weird in the sense that he didn't have a great week last week. Uh, he's splitting all these carries. Malcolm Brown's getting these touchdowns instead of him. But I think that's precisely why I'm worried that, you know, two touchdowns go Brown's 
uh, way last week. I don't see that happening again. I wouldn't be surprised if there's two or three touchdowns by Gurley this week. So I think that's kind of the, the one I'm circling. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right, well, let's move on to the divisions. Uh, we still don't have a division name, man. AJ floated an idea for their division. They have a bunch of people whose names start with A-N-D-R-E, both Andrews, Andrea. So it's the Andre 3000. Uh, we're still workshopping that one. Do you have any ideas for our division, though? I actually, uh, now that we just, throughout the course of this conversation, um, discussed all kinds of uh, comedy gold. Yeah. I, I think that uh, you could have Infinite Fantasy Jazz the R division, <laughs> and then limited fantasy jizz or something <laughs> of that sort for the other division. You don't get to choose the other division name. You get to choose your division name, Corey. So you could be infinite fantasy jizz. Or maybe we should choose the opponent's uh, division name <laughs> and go the other way with it. That could work. Uh, I would like them to be safe for work. Uh, yeah, I mean, that's less important. That's, that's one, that's one take. Yeah. I mean, Andrew's team logo is the auto blow too, and I'm already rolling that dice on a daily basis, so. <laughs> All right, well, uh, last question. Uh, how's Moose doing right now? Has he been weighing in on, on your team Oh, yet? there he is. There's Moose. The Moose actually, uh, started... Started the, the season in the Bahamas. He's on vacation. Uh, I haven't actually talked to him in a little while. Um, but you know, I think there's a good chance that we're going to start our program up uh, again. Or did you uh, maybe? Podcast, well, let course, me ask you this though. Podcast of the two podcasts about our. Yeah. Um, I know that you guys are obviously hurting in the rankings uh, in terms of your uh, podcast ratings. Mm. Uh, otherwise, you wouldn't have brought in the big guns for episode two. <laughs> We like to start, it's like, uh, you know, season premiere week on NBC. You got to lead off with the hot guest star, and then after that, it's all downhill. Yeah. Well, let me ask you this I mean, now. You need, you need more podcast cliffhangers to end, end the episode. Oh, uh, okay. Uh, maybe, like, some teaser that uh, one of you guys are going to get uh, hit by a bus or something. Mm. <laughs> okay. Maybe. Uh, I have one final question after... Boyd's final question, which was, do you have any predictions for the season coming up as your early, uh, other than you winning and all that yeah, other bullshit? Uh, uh, I'll throw one out there. AJ's going to take last place in this league. Mm. Okay. Not, Hot prediction. not inspired by that, that roster. Okay. I mean, that uh, looks like a pretty a solid of, prediction. A lot of things went wrong. A lot of things went wrong, but also some choices that were, were tough. Uh, the, the third round pick of Melvin Gordon just solely to block me from taking Melvin Gordon. Definitely shot yourself in the foot. Uh, I'm not sure that that's going to pan out this season. And now this uh, Antonio Brown saga isn't over. Uh, I sent out a link uh, to his latest uh, off-field uh, accusations of uh, raping and assaulting this woman over the past couple of years. Uh, I wouldn't be surprised if AB doesn't play this year. Okay. That's fine. You're allowed to have your opinion, Corey, no matter how stupid it is and uninformed. <laughs> Sounds incredibly informed, as a matter of fact. Uh, you asked, man. You asked. I don't know. Like, I'm fine with Austin Eckler if Melvin Gordon doesn't play at all this season. That's true. That's true. Right? Eckler's a solid choice. He's looking good. Uh, he may be your best player on your roster. 
Mm-hmm. Well, what about, like, Mark Andrews? Don't discount Mark Andrews. That's true. I, I think if you're... Uh, your go-to comment as soon as you list your one viable starting player is to say, what about my uh, 12th best tight end in the league? You probably are in for a good season. Really? 12th best? You haven't heard... Did you listen to our podcast last week? Uh, I mean, does anybody fully pay attention? (laughs) He is the George Kittle of this year. Hmm. He's doubled down on that comment early in the episode, just for reference. So you'll you know, get you know it when he you feels listen good to about it. it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll have to tune into this episode. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I think that's all we have for you this week. I am sure we'll get you and the moose back on later in the season. But uh, until that point, good luck this week against Bake. Good luck in the future, and I look forward to you selling all your assets uh, when you go one and five here in about five weeks. Yeah, I mean, that's a good point. Uh, if, if you guys don't mind, can somebody take away my keys? <laughs> <laughs> don't worry, Corey. Uh, I, I, I literally had that thought last night of just like, oh, God, I'm going to have Odell Beckham tomorrow. Um, how do I not trade anybody? I just need to, I just need to stay. But like in two days, I'm going to be like tempted to like, hey, boy, what do you think about this offer? Yeah. And How? somehow un- undo this like perfect lineup that I've put together. When you're so uh, packed with superstars, what are the moves to make at that point? The only thing to do well, is to tear it all down. There's, there's the nagging thing that I mentioned earlier, but yeah, but I don't have the wide receiver two lined up. <laughs> How do I get Mike Evans in that spot? And then something happens and, you know, so I think I'm going to have to take my keys and throw them out the window as soon as I can. Yep. All right, man. Have a good one, and uh, we'll catch up with you later this season. All right. Later, folks. Bye. All right. Well, let's move on. Uh, As we mentioned earlier, old Baker Mayfield, Justin Baker himself, won the weekly prize last week with the lowest winning score. This week, 999 goes to whoever starts the single player with the highest individual score. Uh, Must be in your starting lineup. Who do you think it will be? Give me Ezekiel Elliott this week. <laughs> Give me Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes. All right. And uh, one other thing yes. new to this year that we're going to introduce is there is a secondary league, which I believe everyone was invited to except for Barrett. Mm, it's possible. And it is a best ball league. So... Unlike our league, which has the funness of trades, start-sit decisions, pickups, drops, all that funness, mm-hmm. a best ball league, for those that don't know, you draft, and you draft 18 players with no kicker or defense, and then the computer magic will set your uh, optimal lineup every week. So your best players naturally go and start. Yes. After they've scored points, it just counts the best two receivers, three backs, whatever it is. So through one week, we've got uh, Christina leading the way with AJ in second and me in third. Well, okay, it is a tight one-two finish oh. with six points. No, I think I'm I'm right there. <laughs> and then there's about 50 points. Well, whatever. 
Anyway, it's a year-long league. I am not despairing. I have 15 more weeks to yeah. make my presence felt. Uh, and I got Hollywood Brown, and I think he's in for a few more 30-point matchups. So go yeah. me. One surprising thing is Koi being almost lost. Oh, yeah. <laughs> With his prowess. Not as, not as good at the best ball as he is at the regular stuff. Yeah. Well, that's it from us for this week. Happy fantasy football. Best of luck. Bye. For now.